This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego. You are listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is off this morning, and we are going to spend the next hour taking a break from things and just spending a little time in the yard and garden. Exactly. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm good. Good. I'm good, I think. You think? Uh, Más o menos. Well, it's early. But you're good. Yeah, the day, so far so good. Okay. The day could change at any moment. Um, I did have a beautiful clear sky this morning. There was a little bit of low fog across the valley, but up at the up to the heavens, the stars and the planets were out very nicely this that, morning. That's interesting. I, I came down with a fog bank as I came down the hill, and I couldn't see anything till I got almost to the 15. It was very foggy. Well, I was concerned as I approached San Diego State and the fog started lowering and i thought it's going to be just like last week where exactly. i could not see rough, it. Yeah. sorry mark not coming by today exactly. i don't know where you are <laughs> but it it was it was higher and we should have a well a nice day we've had a nice week i was going to say the last few days have been gorgeous it's going to get a little warmer over the weekend and then i think cool off cool right? off again after that and yeah. we're going to have a celestial event this morning a celestial event of some sort a ratatouille of some sort <laughs> what 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 might that be the solar eclipse are you speaking of that is and of that is when which what how i am speaking that's today isn't it it is this it's morning just in a few short hours actually it's supposed to start i think at eight o'clock 809 a.m for san diego sorry yeah well you were close you said like eight o'clock i, I did. think so i didn't did i did say it? like eight o'clock I, well it is, it is going to start at 809 and it's going to meet, meet, make its uh, maximum, I guess, visibility or cover-up at uh, 9.26 a.m. And it's going to be over at 10.52. Okay, and so everybody should run outside and... No. And, well, well, don't say this. No, okay. you don't want people to run outside and look at it. No. Okay, correct. Let's what do we a, want them to do? Put on welder's glasses, welder's mask. Now, a couple years ago, we had the big one, and I had those glasses. I don't know where we got them, but... Maybe like the Ruben H. Fleet or something. We had some glasses that were made specifically for that, and it, they worked out really well. You can still see? I Well. And you did <laughs> see the eclipse? I did see the eclipse, and I still can see, yes. Don't go look at the sun. Don't look at the sun. Even if s- almost 70% of it is occluded. Correct? Correct. All right. And the duration we're not, are we going to two s- hours and 44 are minutes. Are we going to see the ring of fire? We're not, are we? Because I mean, it has to be. So. A, it's not going to be full, no. But maybe, maybe coming back from one of the breaks, we can listen to Ring of Fire. To... Was, was that a hint for me? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. I thought you were going to want me to play Total Eclipse of the Heart, but that's... No, okay. no, okay. no, no. no, no. I like, oh, Ring of Fire be 
Yeah. Why are you? Okay. Okay. Um, Should be another nice weather week. I'm getting tired of hearing the commercials for a local utility company with their PSPS, public safety power shutoffs, just trying to prep us in case they have to, which this is not supposed to be one of those events, but it just makes me cringe every time I hear it that we can't have power and wind at the same time. (laughs) Like the rest of the country? Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's get to good gardening stuff. Exactly. Remember, that's where that. we were going. I, yes. Well, you know, I would argue that a solar eclipse is good gardening stuff. Yes, yes, yes. throughout the ages, the, you know, the planets, the sun, the moon were all part of planting. Right. But part we of were, our seasons. We were not going to go to darkness this morning, and the eclipse represents darkness, correct? For a short, for two hours the, and the, some odd minutes. The weather right? service did say this morning that the temperatures might take a little longer to warm up today because of the eclipse, oh, the eclipse. and then they sense. got back to, to normal stuff which i guess the sun does play a part in the in the weather doesn't it yes it does one would think just a little bit <laughs> just a little bit do we have any classes coming we up we do have classes today october 14th at nine o'clock in san diego houseplant care with sabrina and in Poway at 9.30, Nature's Geometry, and it's with succulents with Russell Ray. He's a local author, and he'll have a book. his books available for sale as well. You know, I did well in high school geometry, so maybe I should I would get something extra out of you this. You might get something out of it. His book is actually pretty neat. It has some gorgeous photographs. I'm not a succulent guy, but some of the pictures just make you want to look at them more with a different eye. How about, how about geometry? I do like geometry. Well, I, I then used to don't teach focus electronics and, and math and use all that stuff. Don't focus ago. on the on the succulent. Succulent. Part. Go Just to the, the geometry and, and the math. Yeah, it'll work. Okay. Next week on October twenty first in San Diego at nine a.m. It's native planting with Kelsey from Musa Creek, and we have a bonsai workshop in Poway at nine thirty with Richard Wright. That's an RSVP. So if you wish to attend, we're limiting 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 it to a to 15 people so that there's an opportunity for uh, everyone to get hands-on with Richard. Just give us a call at 858-513-4900. Easy for you to say, and I don't think they should get hands-on with Richard. No. Yeah, well, with, with the plants with Richard. Like, I should change that, yes. Yes, you yes. should. Okay. I accept. Okay, thank you. Is that it? That's it for the classes for the next okay. two weeks, today and next week, yes. Okay. Have you done any harvesting in your yard or garden this week? Either of Pe- you? Um, no. Peppers. We have peppers. Uh, a persim- a single persimmon off of a new coffee cake persimmon tree. Uh, pomegranate and apples. Still eating lots of different apples. I think I have more apples than any other fruit tree in the yard as, as far as vari- a particular variety. Yeah, I love I'm just staring love at you because yeah. most of my apples are early and they're gone. Well, Anna I, I, and Dorset. So and, yeah, I, I do have a lot of earlies, but I have the King David and the Lady Williams, and those are much later. And so and, which which apple? You don't have to call me King, by the way. But what apple <laughs> oh, were you talking don't about? Don't worry, I won't. Um, I, I like the Lady Williams a lot. Okay. It was the first year I've had production on it, and the King David I like, but I think I like the Lady Williams more. I have a singular pink lady coming on on my tree. And I had two pairs that I was waiting for and left them, them. left them and then went to Reno for the trade show and came back and had zero pairs. It's very, very sad. Very, very sad. Yeah, I had to put that temporary barrier around the uh, Fuyu persimmon because it was starting to get attacked. You know, every morning and every evening when I go down to open or close the chickens, I shine my spotlight on my persimmon tree thinking... 
is this the day the right. coyotes are going to be down there? And I, tomorrow I'm going to put up the fence around it. It's every day it's manana. I'm going to put the fence yeah. around it. And I know I'm going to wait. The, the persimmons are late. looking really, really good. But they're just starting to color. And I, I'm sure one of these Saturdays will come on and tell you guys that I should have done it yesterday. <laughs> None left. Oh, <laughs> uh, figs. Uh, are you getting figs or are you almost done? I've had a few figs this week. I know we've um, talked about them over the last couple of weeks because of the, the fig fly, but... Um, there's been a difference with the... I have not seen fig fly damage. I haven't seen falling fruit. I have not... <laughs> still have not found any larva inside the figs recently. Hmm. And... What's happening? Yeah, I wonder, do they... I don't think I... Well, I know I don't know enough about the fig fly well, to, to understand it. And are they in the soil now? Didn't I read somewhere that they pupate in the soil? So is now the time to put out beneficial nematodes right. to get rid of them for next year? It's a good question. Yeah, but we're here to give answers, not ask questions. But we're also, well, we also learn. We, we learn. Exactly. So you should, try, you should try nematodes, and I will try some of the Nemax, because Nemax, the newer product that's cold pressed is purported to kill nema uh to kill stuff in the soil in the soil as well yeah okay and i'll talk about doing that and i won't actually <laughs> do it but we'll discuss it right is but I, I i haven't have not had any evidence where i live of fig flies yet so all my well, i mean fortunately and, and and that's not a yeah knock, knock on, on wood knock, knock on, on wood there you go um but i too every time i I harvest a fig, I open it up and make sure nothing's moving inside it, which I never did in the never past. Never did that never. before. Right. And as we have mentioned once or twice before on the air, it all, it the entirety of the insides of a fig, fig looks, looks like, like something, something should something be moving. moving. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. So but you know who's eating a lot of my, my figs and I watch them climb up is our squirrels. Raton? The, last, the oh. last three or four squirrels on the property, they seem to go right up the fig tree, grab stuff, and run away. Yeah, I haven't seen many squirrels, although I did see one over in the Hopefully neighbor's yard. the last meal. Oh. Well. Maybe they'll, yeah. I think mine's more rats than, than squirrels. Last night when I went down to lock up the chickens, there was a half of an avocado in the middle of the pathway. It was half eaten, and there was a little debris around. And this morning when I went down, there was Gone. nothing, coyotes, <laughs> not even not even any, de any debris. It was all it was all gone and clear. Um, well, you know, we just talked about what, what we've harvested. Have you been putting anything in for the fall and cool season planting? No, but on a positive note, and you know, in, in addition to not having done that, I have not purchased anything and taken it home and let it, it die, die, waiting to go in the ground. So that's a win, actually. I for think you. it's that a, a win. huge win. Right. I've been debating. Um, I'm looking for places in, in the winter. I don't get much sun in many areas of the yard. And so I ordered yesterday, sitting in Reno, I placed the order for our short day onion starts. That'll okay. be coming in about a month. They, okay. they ship them, the, I think, at the week of the 13th of November. But I need to find a place where I have sun to put them. Well, you've had. I thought you've had success in the in the past growing those. Well, I cut them into an area up closer to the driveway where it gets a little more sun, but the I, I couldn't control the gophers in that that's area right. last see, that's year. That's right. Yeah. yeah so I didn't get anything out of okay. it. So you know, I, I I have been a big fan of my cool season winter garden over my summer garden just because it's so much easier to care for. 
And yeah. I am, in fact, if nothing, I'm a lazy gardener. Well. And the winter garden just is so much easier. And I get a great harvest with little work. And I enjoy that. Less stress for your plants means less, less stress, stress for, for you. Me. Exactly. And gardening is supposed to be relaxing. Oh, really? <laughs> it's supposed to be Where did you read that? I, I, I actually, excuse me, I actually believe that and it works for me. I enjoy getting out there. Absolutely but true. Absolutely it can be a little frustrating in oh, the yeah. summer months. You know, I'm, I'm just, wor- I'm wrestling with the word relaxing. I so find, even if I'm out there wandering moving. with a glass of wine, harvesting and just fidget, you know, f- no, yes. what's the, just, just tinkering around, around tinkering, right. Right. that's relaxing, but physically moving wheelbarrows full of mulch oh, no, see, up I, the hill. I find or, that, I find that. That's relaxing. It's therapeutic for me. Well, yes. And, 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 and I find it relaxing. I mean, it's physical labor, but from a mental perspective, I find it very relaxing. My mind wanders in the yard when I'm moving mulch or digging holes to plant. It's For me, it's relaxing. You know what? Mentally relaxing, physically exerting, I will accept. Okay. And, and now we'll that we've that defined path. our terms, I'm okay. It's important. Words have meaning. Yes, words do have <laughs> meaning. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take our first break. We'll be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. When Jimmy Buffett passed, you guys got your songs. And today, thank you, Brendan, I get my song. Wow, did he pick up that subtle hint or what? He's a bright kid. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. Thank you very much. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. And I know... We should, I guess we should just say it. Don't look at the sun. I know Don't you're supposed to sun. know that, but there's not. There's not a warning up there when you, you can't see up. the warning. I'm right. sure it's there, yeah. but it's so bright you can't read the warning that says do not stare well, at me. As the sun gets covered up, maybe you could see it. Don't you start with that. That's going to suggest. <laughs> so don't look at it. We used to go over to the neighbor's house when I was growing up for eclipses, and they had a patio large patio that had vines all growing across the top and so when you're under that all of the little dots of light coming through filtered through all the leaves would make right. they would show you could see that be like a little pinhole camera but it was a whole arbor oh interesting uh overhead of pinhole cameras so it was kind of cool and i don't think i ever you know well you're wearing glasses so <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe i don't oh we were talking about harvesting we well we, the... we were talking about being a lazy gardener and and winter being an easier season to grow because you know there's rain it's cooler you don't have to work as much right. in the garden but being a lazy gardener has its downfalls as well right well yeah and you were talking about the 
therapeutics for the mind, the relaxation of the mind. And it's obviously physically, it's good for the body. Uh, I so. did check last evening to see if my potatoes, I did grow them. I planted them way late because I purchased them in October and November, November last year when the seed potatoes came, came in. And those are due sometime in the next 30 days, okay. probably the yeah. first or second week of November. But that's when I purchased them. I put them in a bag. I put them in bags, and I wrote the names of each variety. I only got one of each of three or four varieties, and I wrote the names on the bags, and I set them on the washing machine when I came in the house. And they sat on the washing machine until they had grown out about a foot until, <laughs> until I think, they were producing potatoes. I think it was about June when I finally put them in the ground. It may, you know, it wasn't May, so it had to be June. It might have been July. Goodness. And they've grown well. And I did see, I went and messed with my mound and there were there's potatoes out there so I will not have to buy seed potatoes but I'm so glad that I took the time to individually bag them and write down the names so that I would you know know what I got and then when you got to the garden you transcribed them to like a wooden stick or a metal plate so that you know exactly I'm pretty sure I threw the bags in the recycling bin (laughs) is that is that what you mean yeah so like me my, my the biggest lie I tell myself when I plant in my garden is I will remember what that is I could put six different tomatoes in and, and if they're similar like a like a San Diego and a champion or something I'll put them there and I go was, oh, was I'll this, be able to was, tell was, the yeah, difference is this the row that I did the I'm an expert I, I could do this and, and and I and I do that with so much in the garden I'll remember what this one is I've never yeah. thought about it in those terms the biggest lie I tell myself but that is absolutely correct and I still do it to this day I, I do right. too now I know our friend John Clements writes it down he puts a tag he writes it on the side of the tree if he's putting a new tree in to make sure that you know to make sure this is the tree that I'm putting in this spot I don't I'm not I'm not that organized well, I guess John Clements we have always said here is bright true and unlike the rest of the us. the rest of us we have never said here are well, bright very is true. that correct yes okay so it all I, makes perfect I, sense. I came in one day and asked you to print out my purchases for the last year because I couldn't remember. I had two pluaries and I could not remember which two they were because the ta- I lost the tags. And and I was eating them and they were delicious, but I could not identify them. So I had to come in and 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 print the list out. Say, so, okay, that was that's a sweet treat and this is this. And, and it made well, a big difference. But you're an advanced tool user. You are able to use that information and... Did and you, and, did and you, you know label, what I did? You know did what you I did? Label them? You went out and made a. I made a. I have a spreadsheet with all the plants, so I, I updated the spreadsheet. But if we were to walk out there today, and you said which one is this, I say I think it's the sweet treat because I haven't put the tags on the tree yet. Remember, I finally found the metal tag on the one of my two pomegranates, so I would know which was which. But I don't remember which was which. Do you know? <laughs> no. The but one I, with the I, metal tag is the one by the house. But what is it? So back to being a lazy gardener with memory issues and the biggest lie we tell ourselves is that I'll remember that. That's crazy. I do that every year, especially with tomatoes. Every yeah, year tomatoes I know and, what's going to be and, what. And some of the peppers as well. But, you know, there are lots of, of really dedicated, and, and I applaud them. I just don't have that in me. The folks that do gardening journals where they, they put down that they, they right. put their – broccoli in it was october 3rd and it was a uh, it was 80 degrees or it was a cool and evening. it was a full moon right, right. And, and they'll and they'll write that all in and then next year they'll go you know last year i planted these at this date uh i'm going to try a week later and they can go through and they can look back historically as to how they planted i am not that person well that's goes along with the same lie i tell myself every year that i'm going to put a, a calendar in the garage and write those things down on the days that i do them 
and uh, I have the walk, calendars. Walk, walk right by it. Yeah. Never done it. Never ever have done it. It surprises me that you don't, George. You're I, kind of an organized. I, I am organized, but not with that. My, my best friend went to Cornell. He has a degree in agriculture, and he. I grew up grafting apple trees with him, and when I'm grafting here. I've had successes and I've had some failures. And one day I was chatting with him and we got in this whole discussion about when, when you graft, is it, you know, is it January? Is it February 3rd? Is it hot out? It, it all the, all the variables. And he said, you know, I was taught that to, uh, when I do it, I should always write it down and then look at it the next year and go, this didn't work. Right. And I can grow from that. I can go a week earlier. I can go a week later. It was too hot. It was too cold, whatever, all those variables. He goes, you know what I don't do? I don't write it down, and I go out there and go. I think this is the time I did it last year, and 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 I'm the same way. Oh, well, that's I, I good. Try it. Yeah. And he's a smart person. He's a very smart person. Yes. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So I identify with. <laughs> I identify. I identify as, as a smart, a smart person, person. Exactly. not necessarily am one. Well, that's good. That's a very very good thing. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. I guess misery loves company. Yeah, maybe stupidity, that's why that, stupidity. <laughs> hangs out together what, they what's hang the, out together what's there's, the there's, there should be an axiom for that we have to figure it out speaking of misery we were at a trade show in reno this week and we did a day trip uh melanie likes to plan day trips and so we sneak away from the show and we went to genoa not genoa not genoa i was corrected uh the home of the oldest bar in nevada really and yes and it, it's really it's really neat and genoa is tucked up against the base of the mountain up to Lake Tahoe. Okay. So five minutes from town, you turn right, and 10 more minutes later, you're in Lake Tahoe. And it's all pasture, lots of water, cattle, sheep, um, and some beautiful deciduous trees that are turning colors. And it, it looks gorgeous right now it, i mean sparsely not, not to put you on the spot but what, did you notice what trees were they like aspens or so yeah. you know i think one of them was a maple the okay. red one that was <laughs> right out of outside the oldest bar in nevada uh was a maple it was red and the others i think were pears i saw some flowering pears okay um there were not i didn't see aspens around there i guess there were some down uh down in the swampy areas but very sparsely populated, beautiful, and where the movie Misery was filmed. Mm. Anyway, and wow. Misery Loves Company is what brought me okay, to that's that. Okay, that's, I wonder where the circle, that's, that's, okay, that's, so we connected the dots, okay. Yes. A mind <laughs> is a terrible thing, I think we all know that. Um, oh, Lord. Lazy gardeners, do lazy gardeners uh, grow pumpkins in Minnesota? They do, actually. And the funny, you know, we, we had a class back in May to for about uh, growing giant pumpkins at our Poway store. You're and, not going to equate our pumpkin with oh, this Oh, no, one, not at all. Okay. But but the, the folks that, that were growing them in the competitions here in Southern California that, that taught the class for us, they had some in the 2000 range. They gave us a bunch of seeds for some 1,700-pound uh, seeds, uh, plants that they, or pumpkins, rather, that, that they had grown. But the world record was just broken, and the pumpkin was from Minnesota, and it was a record-breaking 2,749 pounds, almost 3,000-pound pumpkin. It's huge. Wild. That, Wild. And they trucked it to Half Moon Bay where the competition was held. According to math, that's more than a ton, correct? That is more than a ton. Almost a ton and a half, yes. Almost. I don't think that math has changed so, yet. 
how do you pick it up and move it? Did you did they grow it on a pallet or what? I, you know I don't I have I don't know the particulars. I know that the guys that that taught our class say that once it gets to a certain size, they put it on a pallet so okay. that they're able to forklift it out or or pallet jack it out for some of them because they grow it in in you know side yards. None of these guys that were growing these records in San Diego were you know professional farmers. They were bankers and lawyers and stuff. And they just do as a hobby. They do it and so they do it on their side yard. Bankers and lawyers and, and such. such. Ooh, great song. Um, interestingly, the, the gentleman that, that grew this world record, the 2,749 pound, is a horticultural teacher. Well, so he practices. So he practices what he preaches Not or preaches and practices. Um, I think I've seen pictures of that. It, it's kind of flattened. It looks like gravity has taken its toll on it, itself. It looks a lot right. flatter than most pumpkins, right? And as I understand it from the, the gents that did the, the Southern California record holders, they're not good eating. They're no, grown particularly it's... for the size, and they keep you know breeding and breeding them for larger pumpkins. And there's there's no real flavor. It's just basically water. I heard somebody on the news that was talking about this saying, "Oh, you could make a lot of pies out of that." Yeah, but they're not going to be tasty. Right. There's not going to be anything you want to eat. Um, from looking at that picture, it kind of was picturing a person with a large beer belly sitting on a sofa. <laughs> Would that be approximately the you know, way that kind of looked? We had, now that you said that, it's a disturbing, disturbing visual. But yes, that's yeah. what the world's largest pumpkin looks like. Okay. If, if for those of you who haven't seen it, you can envision. Well, anyway, don't yeah. don't, don't envision that. Yeah, look don't. look for the picture of the pumpkin instead. <laughs> I was going to say you could probably find it right on the internet uh, somewhere. Anyway, it, it's fascinating, and and these the folks that do this, they do it with those are the guys that use journals you know we're going back to that right. when they were teaching the class they talked on the fifth day after pollination you do this and on, on the seventh or eighth day we start feeding with boron don't quote me on this but you know we do boron and magnesium and on the twelfth day and so they you know they, they take yes. all you know we do this we increase water by X amount on this day we back off on this we start we way to, too much detail for me right but if you want to grow a world if you want to be successive yeah, uh, successful yes. if you want to be excessive <laughs> so just uh, how many of the world record pumpkins over the years have come from Southern California? The, I don't know that. I don't think it's very many. No, no. The guy, and the, you not. know, the, the record holders that we've had, the guys that have done the Southern California record holders are only in the 2000 range. Yeah. So. Because well, we have more intense, drier sun and less water. They right. use, she, they use um, shade cloth for the guys here. They in build Southern a structure California. for they, it? They, they, put, they put shade cloth up. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Th that doesn't sound like it'd be good, something good for a lazy gardener. Although no. you can tell the lazy gardener pumpkin growing habits. You got eighty pounds. We had fifty, fifty-seven pounds. I think it was the one that we did, and all we did was plant it in a pot of quality soil and fed it once, and, and we got a, it. And, we, and, and watered, watered it daily. It. Yeah, we had a fifty-seven pounder. So, okay, wow, that's still pretty good. It is. It is pretty good. I had a forty-pound uh, watermelon with doing nothing. So I mean, well, you watered it. I watered it. When, yeah. when did you guys plant that though? Uh, we planted that on uh, the exact date, May May seventh. It's funny because we get people coming to nursery that want to buy pumpkins now. I mean, because yes, like yeah, but you have to think way ahead if you're going to grow pumpkins. And on that note. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. We're going to take our break at the bottom of the hour and be back right after this.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Brendan, remember those nice things I said to you after the last song? Yes. Okay. Um, I take them all back. Why did you play that song just now? Well, as a Waylon Jennings fan and as a Willie Nelson fan, I noticed those lyrics. I was like, uh, they're a little off because you said last time it was bakers and lawyers and such. But, you know. And it's not. It's not. Yeah, Thank sorry. you for pointing it out. No. <laughs> you saved Mark and George from having to do well, it. Still also, love the tune, though. Also, don't get me started. Don't get me the angry callers, please, too. I just <laughs> want to make sure I get those correct. Thank you. Call in Thank you. Like, hey, they got the. That's what we're here for. Exactly. I well, think. well, speaking of being correct, I said May 7th that we planted. It was May 6th because it was the day of the class. They gave us a bunch of uh, seeds, and I went out that day and planted them. I took mine home that... No, I didn't. I took them home a few Have days planted, after that. But you never planted them? No. I planted them, and they, they came up beautifully, and they all were eaten back by rabbits or something immediately, every one of them. I do have some volunteer gourds. From the from the unseasonable from our, our tropical storm rain oh, okay. that have volunteered and and it's weird they volunteered right where the gourds were left years ago to just kind of dissipate in the soil and now all of a sudden I have some birdhouse gourds coming up. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Do you remember when we used to go up to the to the gourd grower Wilburn yes. yeah. Wilburn Gourd Farms up in rain, um, yeah. Fallbrook North Fallbrook in yeah. the what is that valley called? I don't know. Just just beyond Fallbrook, the Santa Mar- uh, no. Rainbow Valley, or no, no, it's on the other side of the freeway. But anyway, Wilburn, we used to get some gourds from them, and I was got excited for it. I I grew yeah. loofah that one year. Oh no! Oh what? It might be loofah, and I don't care about loofah. There were some loofah seeds over there too, but that's where the some birdhouse gourds had volunteered. I hope they're birdhouse gourds and not loofah. Both of them grow very easily here is the point of that. Stop looking at me like that. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, you, you, you can use those in the shower and exfoliate your, whatever you do to your skin there. Exfoliate. I know, yeah, to keep my hands soft and supple. I know that you're a soft and supple kind yes, of guy. Yes, <laughs> so. Thank you. Sorry about the visual, everybody. Um, <laughs> we are... We made some final arrangements yesterday and we are expecting the sea squills in. How the, oh, how's wow. that for a segue from gourds and well, loofah? I haven't thought about them in a couple of years. Yeah, we didn't get them last year or the year before, but we are, I I don't remember why. Somebody, oh, uh, the bulb, the bulb salesman came in and he was asking about bulbs that we need to see and Virginia came up and he had no idea what Virginia was and that reminded me. So I looked up Peter McCrowan's name and I called him in, I think he's in, New Hampshire, or he's somewhere on the East Coast, growing cut flowers for farmers markets and having a great time. He left here a while ago, but he still has access to Virginias. So, what are Virginias? They're sea squills. Aren't those called something else nowadays? Don't. I think they changed the name. 
I, I know they changed okay. the name. Well, I know it now because you pointed it out to me yesterday. <laughs> I don't like when they do that. You go through, how long have you been George? A couple, six decades or so. So if should Plus, we reclassify you now as, you know, Frank? I don't well, like that name either, but if we find a, a suitable name, I will accept it. So. Okay. <laughs> Mark, how long have you been Mark? Uh, 60 years or so. And you've been a Mahati your whole life. Oh, yeah. Would you like to be reclassified now? No, thank you. I mean, I'm sure many of your family would like of to reclassify course. you, yes, and that's, that's a different That's another topic that's for a another day. Story. The, <laughs> right. the 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 Dimea, what's what what is it now? And now so, it's called Drymea. Drymea. Do you Drymea. think the Drymea family looked over at the Urginia and said, "Come on in. You know, on you're in. my buddy. Come on over here." Well, you know, we did it with Rosemary. They said, "You know that flower looks very salvia." I didn't like it when and they so did now that. Now Rosemary's yeah. a salvia. Well, yeah, they so yeah. it's just not right. It is not right. So, Urginia maritima, the sea squirrel, Drymena is Dry, now Drymea. 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 Drymea River. <laughs> so, what is this plant that we're bantering about? It is about? a sea squill. Right. It is a an enormous Mediterranean bulb that follows the naked lady foliage, and it dies down in the summer, and then puts up a four to six foot tall flower spike that's blooming now which are used in cut flower trade and it's a it's a really neat plant it will naturalize here in southern california it's really easy to grow just plant it and forget it it's just like don't a, put it anywhere where there's a lot of uh, winter water you don't yes. want it yeah so yes. if you have a low spot don't put it there but it'll naturalize in most areas of now, of our think, county i mean i know the flower spike gets big but i don't think it's all that attractive personally well hundreds of little onion flowers is what it reminds me exactly of. Yeah. that's a great great yes, analogy yep and they're they're incredibly easy, as you said. I, I have a bunch of them growing in pots just because I have yet to determine where I want to put them in the yard. And I turned one out because I was going to separate it. It had so many bulbs, pups, you know, off of it. And I left it under a citrus, and it they were upside down, and it still came out the side and came up and, and flowered and put out the leaves while it was not even in the ground. It was just lying <laughs> there as bulbs. So. I think it's a, a neat plant. It yeah. is the, well, it's, it's not plant. the most exciting flower in the world. It, it's not like but, a... But, you know, in mass, if there are several of them coming up at the same time, yes. I think it's it's quite attractive. Uh, good but point. Good to, point. to Mark's point, it's not a flower spike of amaryllis flowers. Right. right. They're small, but they're gorgeous, and they but, last for weeks. And they make a good cut flower. And if they, you put them in with other other plants, it's a great addition to a, a bouquet of some sort. And they Very take true. care of themselves. Well, that's it. Uh, Very low water. Yeah, it's a kind of a deserty uh, bulb. They don't need. No. Yeah, they'll naturalize here. Yep. And I first saw them, <laughs> I was on a... A trip many many moons ago. I was at the nur- I was working at the nursery at the time, but I was got to go to Tunisia, and as we came out of the desert and headed up to the northwest, um, we were headed to an old Phoenician site, and mm-hmm. on the side of the road, these five or six foot spikes of flowers were sticking out right. of the ground, and that's what caught my eye. Gotcha. And we go to this four thousand year old Phoenician site, and people are out looking at the ruins, and I'm trying to find that there these bulbs are growing around this this site and the bulb was enormous it was about the size of a volleyball and so i'm over there trying to get one out of the ground (laughs) trying to figure out how i'm going to get it home um i did get it out of the ground but it left the roots behind i ripped the bulb off of the roots and that ended my gone to jail for that yeah probably okay probably um and 
and then I I started looking for it because it was a it's a spectacular bulb and none of the bulb growers have it because it's such a big heavy bulb it's going to yeah, cost it too much to ship and yeah and then it turns out that there was a an experimental farm up in Temecula and you said doesn't it isn't it like a rat poison yeah too or something? yeah they use it 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 is a natural emetic for us yeah we um, won't it's it's it has a horrible taste but apparently rats like it and they can't vomit it up okay so it will take care of rats okay when i was reading about it when i first got ours uh it they talk about they they dry the bulbs up they cut them into little chips and then they mix it with some some kind of attractant that the rats are going to eat you know i don't sugar right. peanut butter cracker i don't know some something in it that they're going to be attracted to they eat it and as david said they just succumb to it and die and it's, so it's supposed to work quite well yeah i interesting have only read about that being poisonous and being a rat poison and when you look into it further i guess it is toxic but it's i'm not suggesting anybody go eat it but it's <laughs> right. mildly toxic right it's going to give right. us it has been used it has been used in medicine throughout the years but you know but I wouldn't. No, and I'm not suggesting it. Right. it. I, no, no, but no. it just—it's not. No, I just remember that when we talked about it years yeah. and years ago. But doesn't it just say it causes nausea and vomiting right. and you know all the fun fun <laughs> symptoms that everybody? Well, likes. you know, you can you can watch a television show and there'll be an advertisement for a particular medicine that has the same symptoms. Yes, <laughs> you <know>? that's right. <laughs> Please call your doctor if you've experienced these. I think you've had drymus. No, dry drymia. Drymia. <laughs> Drymus winteri is a different yeah, plant. That's what I was thinking of. Drymia. 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 I'm not going to say. I remember again. that with Drymia River. That was pretty oh. clever, actually. So. Wow. I will stick with that. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, I guess we're done with the uh, <laughs> the the reclassification of the sea squill. But we are expecting the sea squill at both Walter Anderson Nursery locations probably by the end of next week, um, possibly two weeks out. But by the end of next week, it, it just dawned on me what, about three years ago, maybe four. Didn't we have a very large sea squill bulb, a drymia bulb, in the Poway store, and that we had a competition, a contest for people to try to guess how old it was? Oh, we did do that, and we gave an, a gift of I don't know what we gave, but we gave gave them something if they. Got I think it. the bulb was it the bulb, and I don't remember how old it was, but it was pretty old. It was in the teens, wasn't it? Was it was like a dozen or yeah, it was in the teens. It was a it Actually, was a big bulb. You, you you described it as a volleyball. It was probably just shy of a volleyball size. I had forgotten about that. You are correct. I it might have been sixteen or seventeen years old. It was big. I'll have to ask Peter to find out. I have no idea. That was so long ago. We had three I'm four glad years I ago that it happened. <laughs> if so you would like to give us a call, the number here is eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ, and we'll be back with one more segment right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170 That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. 
Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's Herb Alpert again. It is Herb Alpert again. Yes, it is. Who is going to be at the Del Mar Fairgrounds on January 30th, 2024. So since he is such a big part of our musical repertoire yes yeah i think great show saw him at humphreys i'll bet he'd be great at del mar as well they're both coastal Uh, apparently coastal venues are his best the 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 brass just resonates better in coastal air yes i think i think that's it (laughs) pretty pretty sure not totally sure i I heard something this morning um on the radio i think i think it was on no it wasn't but anyway, I heard it on the radio this morning, and they said, the question was, is which is better for you, positive thinking or no negative thinking? <laughs> and I thought about it for a minute, and I thought, you know, not no negative thinking. And that was what the answer was. It's just positive thinking. And I, they were using the example of getting together with people and commiserating me complaining about the reclassification of plants and then going into a negative thing when really drymia is such a lovely flowing word kind of flows like Virginia spinning it so you feel better yeah so not only am I not being negative but I'm putting positive spin on my non-negativity so you are going to have a wonderful day now but it's true until until he leaves oh no you know I I agree with you it is true I I have a, a Capri always says that I have a very uh, optimistic outlook on everything. I I, I grew up. Has she ever my, sat in the office? And- my Navy career, <laughs> you know, I always did everything. What's the worst case? What can happen here? What where can we go wrong? Right. And but my my personal life, I've always been very optimistic, and so I I look at it that way, and I think I have a healthy outlook well, on life. My Genuinely, cousin, gen- my yes. Navy cousin always used to say it was along those lines it could be worse that's right no matter how bad it is at least it's not this right and that probably is some pretty good navy training i I know when i went with audrey up to northern california earlier this year she requested actually she suggested that i stop listening to to the the news and it did totally change my mental state for that week. I was in the Redwoods, not a care in the world, no place we had to be, and not paying any attention to the negativity, the negative inputs going on around. And it it is a, so no negative thinking. You don't have to be positive. You can still be Mark, but just no negative thinking and it will help you to be in a a better place. In a better place. place. How's that? It works. All right. So, totally agree with it. With the Drymia, with you changing the genus for me, oh, that's not a good way to go. You were I, talking about our go-to. When, when I am searching for plants, when I'm looking for some information on plants, we have so many choices, and I'm always looking for San Marcos Growers' website. I, yeah, I do San Marcos or I do Monrovia. Both of their websites have a lot of useful information. And I prefer San Marcos as, as do because I. it's more um 
There's a lot of detail. Climate, and right. it's more climate related. Right. Yes, Monrovia sells nationwide, and so some of their information is more general than what you would get right. in San Marcos Growers, who is a grower up in the Santa Barbara area. Right. And I guess it's San Marcos Canyon in Santa Barbara, since we're in San Diego County, where San Marcos is not too far. It is because it's not our San Marcos; it's their San Marcos. Does that make sense? <laughs> it yeah, does to me. But you—that's where I go because their information I always count on, and it's based usually on their experiences, and they put that in each of their in the narrative in their narrative right. that it's based on their experiences. If you're having different experiences, let us know because right. we might want to incorporate it. But you had some disturbing news from there yeah you know Mr. yesterday when you and i yeah i am very positive but when yesterday when you and i were looking at the the sea squirrel the drimea i had the page open and i was looking at it and you were reading it but you looked over my shoulder and said to me look at the top left and i and i looked at the top left and there was a, a little blurb on the left that said nursery closing in 2026 january 1st 2026 that's just two years and a quarter away yeah so i i dug in further on their website and and they're closing the nursery they're tr going to try to keep that web page going as best they can which i hope they do because it's a tremendous resource um, but they're closing the nursery they're closing to developers basically to give, well, up, I, to give up the land yes and i think ken anderson once said that if you're in the if you were in the nursery business you are really in the real estate business do you know who told him that because uh, Ken, Ken, Ken just purloined those words. Who, who said that? Uh, Paul Ecke. Oh, that's right. From the Point, Point City world. Yes. Right. That you're really in the... And Ken was sharing that with somebody up at the trade show. I don't remember who, but I remember him and, saying and that. And it's true. I mean, if you're growing... And, and San Marcos growers, they're, they're wholesalers, so they've got a big production facility up there. And you know they're being bought out, I guess, for the land. Mm. And it's I was sad. trying not to go <laughs> negative. Yeah. Well, but you're kind well, the, of the positive downer. side of it is that it's a tremendous resource, and they are trying to they they plan on keeping that website alive and going. Which you know, it's funny. I, as you were reading that part to me, or I was reading it for myself, I was thinking it's very easy right now, while you are a going and growing concern, to take your resources and maintain a website. As soon as the nursery is no longer, right. Right. you're yeah. probably going to be looking for other ways to use your resources. Correct. And I'm guessing that even though they are hoping to keep the... I, I thought the same thing. That, you know. that it may go by the wayside. Right. Unless someone purchases it in some way or offers to maintain it. You know, on the reclassifying plants, the there was a customer in yesterday that had citrus leaf miner. And he said he was using the Captain Jack's 8. And, mm. well, we have Captain Jack's Dead Bug Brew, and we have Bonide 8. But Bonide was rebranding all of their products as Captain Jack's. Just so where Ken would pull the herbicide in the blue bottle right. off the shelf and <laughs> right. spray his roses instead of the insecticide or fungicide, uh, it, it creates confusion. Because Bonide 8 is a synthetic pyrethrin, and it does a great job of controlling lots of insects on contact. It's really good with those little stinging ants and stuff. Um, it is also, aid is also a product that is safe for fruits and vegetables. It's, it's uh, uh, labeled for use on fruits and vegetables. But if the company that 
sells eight, changes the name from Bonite eight to Captain Jack's eight, yeah. then everybody gets confused because totally. up to now, Captain Jack's has just been the Spinosad, the dead bug brew, and nothing else. But this customer got confused because of right. because of that. He goes, right. "Oh no, right. it's this eight right here." Well, that one isn't going to get into the leaf for the citrus leaf miner, which still is quite prevalent. Have you done any more controlling of yours? No, I, I was I. I think we talked about how I did it in the beginning of the summer, and I was very happy with the results, but it was probably more a factor of the cooler, wet weather, weather than me yeah. doing anything. And then it got out of control, and it was too late to really start spraying. When I've sprayed twice this year, and it immediately stopped it. When I finally actually got together and mixed it up and put it on the plants, lo and behold, it works. And it immediately arrested the citrus leaf miner. But I don't think that waiting uh, four weeks as indicated on the label, which I did. I waited right. longer than four weeks. I waited closer to six weeks, I think. But I don't think you, you get adequate control that way. Did you happen to notice that? I, I did it probably about three to four weeks apart, and I thought it was working well again. And then I stopped, and I have really bad citrus leaf yeah, it's, this year. It's, it was especially, especially bad this year. Yeah. All right. Do we... Um, have any classes? We do have classes today, October 14th in San Diego at 9 a.m. is Houseplant Care with Sabrina and in Poway, Nature's Geometry Succulents with Russell Ray. And that's at 930 and that's a book signing as well. And that is the geometry of? Of succulents. It's a, it's pretty fascinating. It, it, real quick, uh, one of our old employees who does succulents and, and does a lot of work with succulents, rare, I asked him if he wanted to attend this, and he actually proofed the book. So he's very well uh, acquainted with this gentleman that's doing it. And he said his presentations are, are really well put, put together. I once saw a show on, I think it was Nat Geo, on the geometry of plants. And it was fascinating, the geometric patterns that we, right. that we have. Right. Take for granted. All right. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Remember... No negative thinking this week, only positive. And don't no. look at the sun. Don't look at the sun, <laughs> and Auto Talk Enjoy is up next. Have a Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.